sets up Febris. It rolls off the rim. Another rebound from Brock Cunningham. Back out for a Coleman three. That's good. Matt Coleman tries a straightaway three and buries it. Brock Cunningham picks the pocket of Anderson and goes in for two. It rolls off the rim for the first time ever. Texas wins the Big 12 championship game. And welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Bevo Boys. What a weekend for Texas athletics. It's a great weekend to be a Longhorn fan, folks, because we had basketball winning their first Big 12 tournament ever. Texas baseball swept number 12 South Carolina in a rematch of the 2005 National Championship Series. And... I got to say, Creighton, I'm excited to see what the future holds for these teams. It was bleak here a couple weeks ago for every team. It was bleak. And (laughs) and so I'm excited to to, to see the future here now for these teams as we head into the the later part of March here, early April. Uh, Folks, welcome back again to the Bevo Boys. I'm Joe Scanlon, Creighton Branch on the other side of the microphone. And uh, like I said, we're going to talk some basketball and some baseball today. So Creighton, let's get it started, right? That's right. Got that big one over Kansas in the Big 12 tournament. <laughs> Dude, that, I mean, have you ever seen a game like that? The dunks, the, oh. the three ball. We shot 75% from behind the arc. That's incredible. <laughs> no, breaking records. For those, for those who don't know, we didn't play Kansas because Kansas didn't know how to not catch COVID. So uh, <laughs> they uh, were unfortunately disqualified from the tournament in the semifinals. So we kind of had a free pass to... Uh, to the Big 12 championship game. Meanwhile, Oklahoma State beat number one or number two Baylor uh, in the semifinals, which I didn't see coming. But Cade Cunningham, you know, there's a reason he's the number one pick mm-hmm. in the draft coming up. I mean, it's kind of just a foregone conclusion at this point. Oh yeah, he's by far the best player in in this class. With I mean, in the country, really. Some people put Luka Garza up there. But in terms of NBA prospects, it's no question Cade Cunningham is going to be number one. The uh, the Arlington Bowie product, I, I will keep saying that because he did go there for, I think, a year or two. And then yeah. he, of course, went to a prep school in California like all good basketball players do. And, um, yeah, so Texas uh, played Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship game. And Texas comes away with the victory 91-86, to which uh, they take the season series against the Pokes two out of three. Creighton, what, what can I say about Matt Coleman? That man, that senior on the team, uh, a tough year. You know, they were hot at the beginning, then they got cold. And now, mm-hmm. you know, you come into your final Big 12 tournament, and he he wanted he wanted a ring. He wanted a ring, and you could tell by the way he played. Going off for 30 points, uh, the, fero- the ferocity um, of what he showed on the court. I mean, he... He was yelling. He was, and honestly, sometimes the attitude was a little too much. I'll get into that in a bit. But I mean, like he was, he was. He, there was a lot of attitude coming from him, and a lot of he just balled out. Yeah, it was a pretty, uh, pretty crazy uh, uh, back and forth between him and Cade. I mean, Cade ended up with twenty nine on eleven for twenty three, and Matt was thirty on ten for fourteen, which is that's pretty ridiculous. Six for six from the free throw line. Uh, that was by far Matt Coleman's best game yep. in terms of stats that he's had the entire year, and you, you got to think that uh, he's still he's going to have a chance to be one of the stars in this in this tournament when we get kicking here in a few days. And I, I I'm just I'm excited of where he is now and what he could be in these next two weeks because 
you look back two years ago, uh, if the, when he got on campus three years ago as well, I mean, you could take your pick any of those years. He was rough. I mean, couldn't really hit the three ball, was a turnover machine most of the time. I mean, he was, he was, uh, you could see the promise of him being a point guard, but the, like the issues were still there and you really couldn't rely on him that much. And now he has turned into basically, I would say, the full-blown leader of this team besides oh. him and Andrew Jones, you know? And without those guys scoring, I mean, this Texas team is completely different. They're, they're a massive team. They're very big down front, but their guard play is so crucial to them winning. And you got to give credit to Matt Coleman for getting in there, knowing how hot Oklahoma State was coming into this game. Oklahoma State was not that good in the beginning of the year. They And then they found their way to where everybody thought they would be way earlier. And now they're a tough out. And Texas found a way not only to really just beat them. I mean, it it was somewhat close. But, like, it was obvious Texas was in control of this game basically the entire 40 minutes on the court. Yeah, and, I mean, you mentioned Coleman. Uh, Jericho Sims. That guy, oh, oh my oh goodness, he's oh my he's gosh. come out of nowhere. I mean, twenty-one and fourteen. I mean, that's 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 NBA number numbers right there, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, mean, yeah. twenty-one points, By fourteen far. rebounds. That's he was all over. He was grabbing boards and he was shutting down on defense too. That was the defense from Texas against this hot Oklahoma State team uh, was incredible. I mean, they held Cade Cunningham to like what four or five points in the first half. Yeah, he got all those. He got his twenty nine in the second half, basically. Which he, um, yeah, which you know, if you if you if you ever watch K if you ever watch Cade play, I mean, that's not like when when it's not easy now to like to hold them to that. So it's very impressive that they were able to do such. Now we'll say this: um, there was a. I feel like there was a better Cunningham on the floor. Uh, oh my god! On that I, I, I'm game. so glad you brought this up. Because I cannot, I knew when we got to this episode, this was going to have to be a conversation. So continue. Brock Cunningham <laughs> is better than Cade Cunningham. Changed my mind. You cannot, people, and I don't care. Like I said, Cade Cunningham's the number one pick in the in the NBA draft coming up this year. Brock Cunningham is the definition of a role player for this Texas team. He comes off off the bench. He he's a he's a defender. We knew that. He still put up seven points. He had some clutch shots too. He had that clutch reverse layup under the basket. He did. That was he did. that was icy. And then eight rebounds. That guy's not that big. He got that guy fights for every mm-hmm. rebound. And that's what I love. I love basketball players like that. He's spunky. He shows grit. He reminds me of Bill from the UTA team. But except uh, Brock Cunningham's a lot better. No offense, we better. love you. Uh, yeah, Brock Cunningham really showed out, and I just want to give him props because he he deserves it. Yeah, I uh, go back and listen to the episodes if this is your first one. But ever since we started talking about Texas basketball, you guys, you know how I feel about Brock Cunningham. I I always say Brock Cunningham tries very hard, and I'll give him credit this time around. This and I can say this now, Brock Cunningham, this team needs Brock Cunningham and I could not believe my eyes that I was thinking that because I'll give him credit man it it was no good at the beginning of the year this first half season it was kind of just like oh there's Brock but now I mean totally taking on a whole new role you're absolutely right 
He is the definition of a role player. He he comes in, he does what he needs to do. He rebounds almost harder than anybody else. Might not be the most skilled player on the team, but you can guarantee that he is going to get one of the, he's going to get one of those two or three plays you need down the stretch that's going to make the difference in a game, especially in an NCAA tournament game. And so I'm I I have to say I'm very proud of Rock, especially watching him in this tournament in the last few games down the stretch of the regular season. He is definitely changed my mind about where he stands on this basketball team and I am actually excited that Brock Cunningham is going to get minutes and however long this tournament lasts for Texas I know I knew we were gonna have to have this conversation around Creighton I'm glad Brock Cunningham (laughs) Brock try does not only does Brock try Brock plays very good now so I will give you that Brock Brock we love you that's basically what Creighton (laughs) wants to say uh Real quick, uh, before I get to this last thing for this segment, uh, Kai Jones, emerging as a star. I mean, he, he's come off mm-hmm. the bench a lot of the year. Um, I hadn't really seen much. I'm not a big college basketball guy to begin with, like until March Madness or, you know, the yeah. tournaments and stuff. But I watched a few Texas games. I mean, he was good, but he is really emerging as a star. And that's what the announcers were saying, too. Um, during the game, it, I mean, he got the start because Greg Brown. We'll get the Greg Brown, but uh, he got the yeah, start. Thirteen points, uh, five rebounds, and I mean, thirteen points is good. And he had clutch shots. That was and Kai Jones and good defense. He played really good defense. Um, he's gonna be a lottery pick this year for sure. Um, yeah, just because of the athletic ability, the potential for an NBA team. Uh, Kai Jones, probably the better Jones, if you're if we're being honest. I love Andrew Jones. His story is incredible. I'm so glad he was able to beat leukemia, uh, and he's playing really well for us. But Kai Jones is definitely better. And, I mean, they yeah. play different positions, so that's kind of not fair <laughs> to compare them. That's probably just me being stupid. But, I mean, uh, still, uh, Kai Jones, like I said, Kai, bottom line, Kai Jones is a good player. Yeah, he was sitting around that 20 20- that 20 rank or the 20th like uh, person, I mean, a basketball ranking in terms of where an NBA prospect's going to go in the draft around that 20 range, 2022. Anyways, he's playing himself in the top 15 right now. I mean, he is right on that edge. That's a lottery pick. You're absolutely right. And it's, it's about to be, we'll see what happens in this first game. And if they beat ACU, what'll happen in the second game and for so on. But, as of right now, Kai Jones is playing himself into a higher pick than Greg Brown is. Greg Brown's got all the t- great. Yeah, no, there's a lot to say about Greg Brown. Greg Brown's got all the talent in the world, but right now, Kai Jones, the way he's playing, I mean, he's going to play himself in- into a team's hands earlier than Greg Brown will, and I think that's pretty impressive. That and the same thing with Jericho Sims. Jericho Sims oh, yeah. is also is climbing the draft boards. You, you talked about him earlier. I mean, go back and look at that guy's picture from when he was a freshman. I still remember when he started his first game, and I was like, I thought he was great because he's so tall and everything, but I was like, this dude's so skinny, and then he bulked up. And now, I mean, th- this front court between Kai and Jericho is ridiculous. And, I, I mean, honestly, there's not – I mean, like, you could, you could look at Illinois – and you can look at, I mean, really, Illinois, maybe an Ohio State, a, a Baylor of some sort. But, like, Texas is right there with the best front court in the entire nation between those two guys. And yeah, Kai Jones, I mean, can shoot the ball. He can rebound the ball. And he's very, he's just very athletic. So I'm excited to see 
what he's going to do in this first game. I think he's also going to be another one of these guys that has a really big tournament. And I'm excited that he's coming into his own because you saw the upside last year. And it was just a matter of when it was going to happen. And it's finally taking place. And he is one of the, the crucial points, if not the most crucial point of this team outside of a Jericho Sims, like Matt Coleman, those guys like that. So yeah, Kai Jones, man. Glad. I mean, I'm glad these guys, literally all these guys are coming into their own right now. Uh, Greg Brown's got a lot of work, but he's, <laughs> Greg he's Brown, got, Greg Brown's got know, an attitude problem. He and... does. And he's got, which is so upsetting because he's got by far, you look at the talent. I mean, that dude has the most talent out of everybody, but it's not happening right now. Well, it's the attitude. I mean, we saw the attitude in the Tech game in the, in the Big yeah. 12 uh, tournament. I mean, that's what led him to getting benched in the championship. He mm-hmm. didn't play hardly anything in the championship because he, I think he got, I think he yelled at uh, Shaka. Oh yeah. I mean, he 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 like walked off the floor. Like he, he I don't I don't get it. And it, I, like you said, all the talent in the world, but an attitude like that, an NBA team is going to be turned off immediately. I mean, unless they're just desperate enough. Um, yeah, t- yeah, and, top fifteen talent and he's it's it's probably not going to happen because he he's had all these issues down the stretch and he he doesn't i don't think he plays as hard as he as he should you know i think you've watched a lot of these other guys on this team do that and i think greg brown i I, just something about him i mean it it just you saw earlier in the year and now all of a sudden it's not like that but i mean this guy's got top 10 nba kind of talent and it's annoying because it's like Oh my God! I was like, if you could, we'll see. Maybe, maybe in this ACU game. But you're right. I mean, attitude problem is a big issue. So speaking of ACU, let's move into the tournament. It is March Madness time in Texas. Thank God. <laughs> I still remember the doing it back in 2019 in the sports yeah. director's office at UTA, and we had four monitors, four computer yes. monitors, and we pulled up. Four different channels, and we were watching basketball <laughs> the whole day. I don't even think we went to class. I don't remember going to class <laughs> that day. Um, if I did, kudos to me. Um, if I didn't, I still graduated, so who cares? Yes. Uh, so Texas is the number three seed in the East, which, if we're being honest, the East is the weakest region this year by far. Yeah. Um, oh, it is so weak. Oh, my God. Let's talk matchup and then we can talk about the region we're playing number 14 seed abilene christian in the first round and um the southland conference champion they really they smacked uh nickel state to win the southland conference but uh i don't know i don't know Creighton. usually 14 over 3 doesn't happen last time it happened was 2016 with uh stephen f austin the southland conference champion over west virginia a Big Twelve team, so deja vu maybe. I mean, I don't, I don't see it happening. The spread is nine. There's a lot of people on my timeline on Twitter saying that ACU is going to win. I keep adding old takes exposed um, because they deserve to be called out whenever Texas throttles them. Uh, but do you, do you <laughs> think there could be a repeat of Southland over the Big Twelve? I think it'd be very hard. I also think I didn't know that was a nine point spread. I think that's pretty low. I think that's pretty disrespectful. But um, I, I would I be shocked if it's more interesting than we thought. Maybe five minutes left to go in the game. No, but I don't see in any aspect Abilene Christian uh, having any kind of real shot beating Texas. If Texas plays like seventy five percent, it's going to be a win by ten. I mean Texas is too talented and. The thing about that ACU matchup, 
I mean, sorry, SFA matchup against West uh, West Virginia. SFA was a really good team. Yeah, they that were really year. good. That was, that was like that could be arguably be the best team Stephen F. Austin has ever put together on a court. And what happened is what happened because West Virginia was a good team, but man, they had a lot of seniors on that SFA team. And Abilene Christian, it, I just don't think that they possess the skill to match up with Texas. That's the worst part about having to play against Texas. It's not a. I mean, we got two great guards, really three, with Courtney Ramey. But, like, the height of Texas and how strong guys like Kai Jones, Jericho Sims, especially the way they're playing right now, coming off a win in the Big 12 championship, first time ever, that's a lot of momentum to have to overcome and beat this UT team. I mean, people forget, this is the best Texas team we've had in over since 2008. I think that was the last time we were ranked this high. And uh, it's, it's no question. I mean, we were really good in 2010 that age with uh, Tristan Thompson and Jordan Hamilton and all those guys, but we felt the map at the end of the year and we lost in the first round uh, to Wake Forest and all those guys. And so yeah. it that, that, that team was really good, but they weren't consistent. This team has capped off five wins in a row, six if you want to count Kansas, five <laughs> wins in a row, having to beat probably the hardest team in the Big 12, which is Oklahoma State. They're doing all that and doing it in a convincing fashion. Uh, I think that getting and playing, having to play in the Big 12 and winning the Big 12 is going to be a massive benefactor or benefit to any of these teams in this tournament. And Texas should have no issue against Abilene Christian whatsoever. I think they'll win this game by 15. Right. Probably money, yeah. money on Texas minus nine. I I agree, but what worries me is how inconsistent this team is was. But they then can. again, You're right. I You're think right. I think it was because of COVID. You know, when you oh, only yeah. have two guys show up to practice on a Saturday, I mean, that's going to throw off team chemistry. That's going to throw off skill. Um, yeah, I, I think you can chalk up that weird crap that happened in the middle of the season to COVID. Um, mm-hmm. I think this team's on a roll right now. They played lights out, in my opinion, against a good Oklahoma State team. Um, an Oklahoma State team that I think will make a run, actually. Um, mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I don't see them having any problems with Evelyn Christian. Then again, like it is March Madness. The badness is real. Um, and if this team comes out cold like they did against Oklahoma State in Stillwater, um, which we remember that I told I told yes. you I said they couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat. I mean, they yeah, were, if they go out there and shoot thirty three pointers and miss twenty seven of them, it's going to be a pretty awful day. Yeah, that's right. that's going to be absolutely terrible. <laughs> But my gut feeling is we will take care of Abilene Christian. So, Texas fans, what comes after Abilene Christian? Well, let me tell you. We would be playing the winner of BYU and Michigan State-UCLA, which still baffles me how those two teams are in the playing game. I know, uh, but that's just my, how, my goodness. how turned around it is. Well, Duke Duke's not in the tournament. Kentucky's yeah. not in the tournament. What is going on here? Is Louisville? Louisville's not even in the tournament, I don't think. Mm, no, they're all – it's all – crazy this year covid 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 but uh yeah so we played michigan state ucla uh winner versus byu i personally in my bracket i have the michigan state ucla winner beating byu i think michigan state's really good uh when they're good when they suck they're bad yeah. um and ucla i haven't even seen anything from ucla but i mean name alone i think they could beat byu um if they match up against them uh but my my pick is it's probably gonna be texas michigan state I have them beating Michigan State. I think this team is this is one of the most talented teams I've seen at Texas in a while. 
Um, everything's clicking at the right time. Shaka has hair. So, I mean, <laughs> it's... What do you what do you think? Do you think we get past... Um, well, okay, yeah. do, do you think BYU makes it to the second round, or do you think it'd be Michigan State, UCLA, mm. whoever wins that game? I mean, I think it's close, man, uh, because I, I think Michigan State beats UCLA because Tom Izzo... Tom Izzo's got a way to get his teams going in March. Just any of these coaches, Tom Izzo, Roy Williams, any of those guys that have been, Jim Beheim is going to have a great time, I think, with Syracuse, and they barely got in as well. I mean, these coaches know how to get their teams ready for the for the tournament, whether what seed, doesn't matter what seed they're in. So I think Michigan State beats UCLA. That's going to be a tough out against BYU, but... I do think that they're going to I think I think they'll end up winning that game. BYU's a really good team. I mean, they finished second in the conference. They would have finished first if Gonzaga's hey, not hey, there. Hey, Jimmer's not there anymore, Creighton. Let's remember that. <laughs> they keep talking though. Like they, they they that's like the only history they have and they continue to talk about it all the time I'm like let it go. I mean, well, let I mean, go. honestly, Jimmer Fredette is a legend. I mean, the He's name good. His He's name's good. Jimmer, man. <laughs> God, yes. That's a that's a basketball name. If I, it sounds like he grew up on the cornfields of Indiana and just decided to go to BYU for whatever reason. I mean, this, yeah, yeah. This he's is a guy good. that's out in the out on the farm. He he, uh, what, what do you do? You, you you haul hay and then you go and yeah. you got your makeshift basketball court behind the barn and you you got no even better. You got the hoop nailed to the barn. And you're shooting baskets after you do your, your morning chores on the farm. That's what Jimmer Fredette sounded like, and he played like it because, holy cow, that guy can shoot. Back, right. to the, back to the present, though. Yeah, I guess if BYU is a good team, I still think Michigan State takes it. I mean, I Yeah, think- no, Tom Mizzle is going to have a great game plan against BYU. And, like, the the Gonzaga-BYU game was, was fairly, uh, like, you, you could tell the difference in terms of talent on each of those sides. So... If Tom Izzo can get his guys going, uh, I think that Michigan State's going to have a really good shot to win this game. But in that second round, I think Texas matches up very well with either of these teams. I think Texas got a really, really nice bracket matchup, yeah. and especially being in this bottom side of the East. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to they're gonna have uh, a really good chance to win that second round and get to the Sweet 16 because... I mean, all intents and purposes, they're better than BYU. They're better than Michigan State. They're better than UCLA, and they match up way better. Like, there's not really, you don't. There's no issue in terms of oh, this guy might pop off or this guy yeah. might be an issue. You know, like they've got answers for every player on all those teams, and I think that's a really big deal that not a lot of teams in this tournament have. But Texas, for once in our entire life, got a fair shake and a nice, it, nice it, little just walk through maybe in these first two rounds. I know. Do you think anyone calls Tom Izzo T to the Izzo? Oh, dear. <laughs> I, I, I hope not. I hope not, I don't too. even know if you know what that I, is. I hope not, too. Uh, but, so, okay, we, we win the second round. We're in the Sweet 16. I got us facing Alabama. Do we beat yeah, Alabama? Yeah, definitely. I think, I think we match up really well with Alabama as well. I, I do think that we can beat them. I don't see any reason why we can't. I think we can shoot just as well as them. I think we probably can shoot better than them. I mean, I think, I think we can out-rebound them. That's, oh yeah, that's by huge. far. Yeah, like that. That's the best part about this tournament is that. And the thing is, I think people people like to talk about who's hot in this tournament, who's coming in hot. I mean, don't look now, but Texas has won five games in a row, and they're coming off a conference win, even though they didn't play that Kansas game. I mean, they had they won all those games leading up, and then won 
two massive games. Tech is not an easy out. They beat Tech, and they had to beat Tech off of a Matty Ice free throw, basically, you know. Yeah. So they had to close the deal at the end. That's not easy. And then they had to beat the best player in the country and one of the hottest teams in Oklahoma State. So these guys uh, right now are just thriving with confidence. And Alabama, the SEC is good, but they ain't, they ain't good. They ain't as 12. good as the Big 12. And so uh, they've played some stiff competition, but they really don't think they've played anybody as good as Texas. And I think they match up really well against this Bama team. And there's a really good shot that if Matt Coleman and these guys can get going, that they, they might be able to win this game by 10, honestly. I mean, their, their wow. toughest test is literally yeah. – the toughest test they're going to have is is literally Michigan in the Elite Eight if they get there. I, I, mean, they okay, match up really I don't well. think Michigan makes the Elite Eight. <laughs> okay. Michigan okay. is the weakest one by far. Um, I think it's going to be Florida State. Yeah, and that's a great matchup for us. That's going to be a good game. It'll be the toughest matchup, I think. But it, once again, it's going to favor. I mean, like the front court for Texas is way different than it's been in a long time. I mean, we don't have to rely on guards shooting 40 points a game, even though it helps out a lot. You know, our rebounding and the way Jericho Sims is playing right now, honestly, I mean, people forget about that. Like Jericho Sims is playing the best basketball he's played all year right now. And yeah. that matters a lot. That and does. so I think, yeah, this East bracket uh, for Texas it ma- they match up really well against whoever comes out of it. Yeah, I would like to see. I mean, if Florida State gets there, I think that'd be a really nice matchup. I think it'd be easier. I, I agree. I think it would be too. So, okay, final thoughts here for this segment. Uh, do we make the Final Four? And if we do, who else is in there? And then your pick for the championship. Yeah, I think we have the best shot we've almostly ever had outside of the TJ Ford year when we actually made it. Um I mean, yeah, the Kevin Durant era too, but Kevin Durant was one man, and we had a really good team, but if we needed a few more players in that sense. Uh, got close, though. Anyway, yeah. I think that this the way this bracket's set up for Texas, I think they get there. I think they beat a BYU at Michigan State. I think they have no issue in the third round, which is the Sweet 16. Uh, the toughest matchup's going to come in the Elite Eight, and they've got plenty of guys to do that. So they'll get in the Final Four. I think they're going to be probably matched up there with the Gonzaga. I I don't see those guys losing until then. I think they're better than every team in the West yeah. up until that point, but agreed. I do think that they're not... What? I said agreed. agree? No, agreed. Okay, yeah, yeah, I got Gonzaga yeah. too. I, I don't think that they're better than the teams that are going to make the Final Four, but I do think they're good enough to get there. I think they're going to – then on the other side, I mean, if I had to really look at it, I mean, I would I, I would say Baylor has the best chance, Ooh, honestly. I got Baylor I, losing ba- in the Elite Eight, buddy. And I know you do. Um, cause, but Ohio State showed a lot. You're absolutely right. Ohio State showed a lot against Illinois. Uh, if Baylor gets hot – I think they, they have yeah. probably the best chance to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna go ahead and roll with them, but I do think they're the team, the number one seed that's probably got the easiest chance to lose. And then Illinois yeah. uh, has finally come into what they were supposed to be at the very beginning of the year. They slipped off right there at the first few months, but these last four months they've been fire, and this team is so good, exactly what we thought they would be now. And they're gonna get in the final four. And then you won in my championship. Yeah, champion. So you got Gonzaga, Texas, and Baylor, Illinois. Yeah, I got Texas and Illinois in this championship. I think Texas is going to give I, – I know Baylor – I mean Baylor. I know Gonzaga's got a lot of great players. I mean, they've got probably three or four 
NBA players, and probably three of them are going to go in the first round. Uh, and they got they got one all all first team and two all seconds. And Suggs is an amazing guy, but I think the front court and playing in the Big Twelve is going to favor Texas heavily in this game. So I got them and I got them in the final, and then Illinois, I got them in the championship. These guys are going to be too much for Baylor. The, I mean, they score and they score and they're big. It's nuts. This is the best team they've had in a long time. And because we are the Bevo boys, <laughs> I'm going to roll with Texas to win the whole thing on this one. Best go. chance they've ever had. I but agree. honestly, I don't think it's out of the question. I think this East bracket's going to be really nice to them. And they're going to have a good chance against Gonzaga if they get there. Uh, because Gonzaga, I just don't think they, they play enough competition in in the Western I mean the West Coast Conference through the year to understand how to win those games. Yeah. And so I'm I'm going to go Texas in the championship and I'm going to have them winning against Illinois. That will be a very tossed up that, game, but but I'm big. going Longhorns. All right, I like it. I like it. I'm going to go I'm going to go Texas, Gonzaga, Ohio State, Illinois. Ohio State, Illinois for like the what the fourth time this year. Yes, um, yes. I got Illinois taking it again though, and then I um, I too will go Texas over Zaga because Zaga we know how Zaga works. They usually yep. choke somewhere along the line, and I think that line's gonna be drawn in the final four. And uh, man, I mean, my heart says Texas, but I mean Illinois is good. Yeah, I know. I, I, really I, I don't blame you for picking them. This is this is the Evil Boys podcast, so I will take. Texas, but I think it's going to be a toss-up. It's going to be close. It's going to be really close. Um, and I'll probably make a bunch of brackets with different scenarios. I do have <laughs> Texas winning one of the brackets. Um, I do have Illinois winning another. And then I have Zaga somehow not choking. But I think Zaga will choke, and I think Texas does make the championship. And that would be insane. That would be, oh, my God. I That would make my whole year. That would be, yeah. be the start we needed for Sark to come in in the fall and take us to glory and win a Big 12. Oh my god! I would just oh, die far. a happy man. I would die a happy man. I wouldn't even care about 2022. I'd be like, all right, Lord, it's been fun. I got <laughs> to see it one more time. Let's go. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, it'll be exciting to see the tournament. We'll keep you all up to date uh, with the uh, with our episodes. We'll let y'all know what's going on. Uh, but before we get into this baseball segment, let's uh, take a break, take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor, Primetime Sports Talk. Today's episode is brought to you by Primetime Sports Talk your top source for all major sports content, including DFS, fantasy advice, and great gambling tips. Be sure to head to primetimesportstalk.com to check out their in-depth analysis, exclusive articles, fascinating interviews, and explore the rest of their amazing podcast family. Again, primetimesportstalk.com, your go-to spot for sports content. So Texas baseball, on fire, great. Man, man, man. On fire. They are now 11-5 and and number 10 in the nation after sweeping number 12 South Carolina last weekend. I made a mistake. It wasn't 2005 that they beat South Carolina in the championship. It was 2002. 2005 was Florida. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Forgive me, people. I, if you, <laughs> you fact-checked that before you got to this part of the show, you suck. But also, thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> I, I just corrected myself. Um, so, let's talk about this series. Okay, so... First of all, Ty Madden is a god. Uh, yes, game one, by far. Game one, we went four to one. I mean, this dude, seven innings pitched, three hits, five strikeouts, one earned run. I mean, dude, I mean, this this guy. I mean, and he had, didn't he have like a 
two hit shutout or something in yeah. another game. I mean, it this guy is good, and we said he was going to be good. We said he was going to be good. Um, so I just want to pat us on the back for a sec because we we know baseball, Creighton. <laughs> go go us. That's um, right. And the bats came through late. I mean, it was like one to one for most of the game, and then Zach Zubia two run, two run RBI. Uh, excuse me, two run double. Um, you know, gives us the three to one lead in the eighth, and then we tacked on another. I still think there were too many strikeouts. We had thirteen as a team. Yeah. Uh, we said that was a problem earlier this year with the fiasco that was Arlington um, against the SEC. But this is an SEC team. This is a good SEC team. I think we redeemed ourselves here with the, it's just in this first game alone. Absolutely. Yeah, South Carolina is a they're they're hard, man. I think I think the SEC proved just how deep of a conference they are with those first with that tournament. Uh, just how incredibly hard it is to beat anybody that's under that conference. And the fact that Texas was able to come in and sweep them, I mean, not even sweep, win 4-1, to 3-0, and 8-5. I mean, able to put those runs up on there, I think is a really big deal. Because I think most people are saying, okay, well, if we come away with two wins, maybe one, we'll be in the right direction. And I mean, right out the gate, I mean, these guys came in and just sweep, I mean, just win, win, win. And that's a re- big reason why they're ranked uh, number 10. But, I mean, that that was the series that got them back on track in this year. Because you look at everything else. You have three losses at the very top against Mississippi State, Arkansas, and Ole Miss. And then after that, you got one loss in a four-game series to BYU and one loss to Houston in a three-game series. I mean, this this team is legit. On a legit. walk-off. On a walk-off. On a walk-off. This team is, is exactly or they're starting to get to where we, we pictured them they, that they would be. They are who that, we thought yeah, they were. Exactly. <laughs> and so I think that's more of a – you saw the first three games. I think that's more of a testament of how hard it is to win games against those guys at the top. But Texas having an amazing time right now, and they just played against Rio Grande Valley. And poor Rio Grande Valley. I forgot what – I don't even know what their mascot is. Are they the uh, – Vaqueros? The, Something like that. I don't know, but whatever they are, poor them. They got yeah. run rolled fifteen, 15 to, two. to two. So I remember those are, days. Oh yes, baby, those, these guys are starting to finally come into their own. I think if they played that tournament again over now or maybe in a month, I think things go a little bit differently. Uh, so it's going to be fun down the stretch for the Big Twelve. Honestly, I mean, this Waco series coming up here in a second, it's going to be. Pretty good. Uh, I'm excited to see what they're able to do there. But no question, this will, if not the best team in the Big 12, one of them. I mean, they're right there with Tech. Oh no, I agree 100. I mean, well, you see Tech's like three three runs, uh, three home runs in a row, back to back to yes. back to win to walk yes. off on UConn. Yes. I mean, that's that's just that's just heartbreaking. But I mean, yeah, look at <laughs> look at these games. Okay, so so we won game two three to nothing, and we won game three eight to five. I mean, the offense is is waking up a little bit. Powell and Daly yes. both had home runs in the three to nothing victory. And I mean, the pitching is really start. I mean, Tristan Stevens, man, six innings pitched. I mean, five K's five hits, no runs. And Palmer Wenzel three innings pitched and, mm-hmm. and no runs. I mean, this, they combined for only seven hits and six K's. I mean, that's, that's good against a, like you said, a powerful, potent South Carolina offense. And and then game three, we had our best hitting day. I mean, we only struck out six times at the plate. Eleven hits, eight runs. Zach Zubia, Zach Zubia is good, man. He had that. Oh, two, he, like I say, he had the two run double in the first game. Hits. He had two RBIs in game hits. three. 
This guy's got a bat. He's got a bat. <laughs> and uh, he's a good first baseman, too. He's made some good good scoops, good plays over there at uh, one bag. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this South Carolina team, we held them to six runs over three games. That's that's a far cry from, like I said, where we came in the beginning of the year. Um, yeah, because we allowed eight, four, and eight in the first three. Yeah. That, yeah. Woof. <laughs> I know. I think that it uh, – that – you don't want to play this Texas team right now, honestly. I mean, they are just riding hot. Uh, it'll be fun to see how they match up against Oklahoma, who can always do somewhat good. And then A&M, who is good as well. Those, those four games in a row will be cool to see. Uh, I'm just, yeah, I just think pitching, you know this too. I mean, pitching takes you a long way in college ball. Because, I mean, it's so, it's so run-oriented. That if you have a great pitcher in college baseball and they can't hit off of you, you're gonna win a lot of games because these kids aren't. It's not the pros yet. I was like, these kids will have issues if you're a great pitcher. So I think that if they can, if that bullpen can stay where they are right now, I mean, just I mean, they allowed four runs in the first two days. That's gonna win you a lot of games. And they're this is just the beginning. Honestly, they're right where they want to be, a top ten team. Uh. I I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited. And they don't play they don't play tech until way later in April. So they got plenty of time to gear up. I mean, that's going to be their toughest test up, up to this point. So, yeah. Yeah, I wish I was going to be here so we could go to we could go to one of those series, but alas. I know. We the, I know. The, the the news is under wraps for now, but let's just say I won't be here uh in Texas <laughs> anymore, folks. So Yeah, at least you're yeah. not in a sooner country. Huh? I said, at least you're not going to Sooner Country. That is, oh God, I I was already there. It was not fun. I'm ready to go farther north. Uh, that's that's the hint for you folks listening. There you go. Um, and we're all keeping this under wraps. So don't say anything. Don't DM me where I'm going. I you will know when you know. Okay. But uh, yes. we love you guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, I I my last thing for this baseball team. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see how they match up against Baylor. Um, and the A and M, you know, A and M might be good at baseball, but their uniforms are atrocious. They're uh, awful. The maroon, the maroon pinstripes. I'm sorry, that is one of the top five ugliest baseball uniforms in college sports. I bet you they think it looks good. They think it looks good, but I, their <laughs> whites are pretty nice. The home whites are they're they're pretty nice. They're pretty good, and they have that patriotic one. That's that's pretty good. But the, oh, yeah. but they wear the maroon pinstripes, and I'm just like, what are you doing? What? Some things. I mean, we UT's got one of the best jersey games like oh, in base four? ever, ever. These uh, okay, guys are say, always. I don't. I don't like the burn orange ones. I don't like the the, the font. I don't like. Oh the, really? The you don't like no. those? The now, script now, font. Now, the way the T looks with the script, it just doesn't look Dang. right to me. Now they're the creams, the 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 retro creams. Oh yeah, oh, those are good. <laughs> I want to get beat one those. so bad. Yeah. I can't. Afford and they used it. to have those. They used to have those sleeveless ones. Oh, oh man. dude. I mean, like I I have been looking. <laughs> For a sleeveless one, I want yeah. one so bad, but I can't find it and I can't afford it probably. So this, no, this school's uh, got one of the best jersey are, games in the history of college baseball. Well, so. the sleeveless game, the sleeveless jersey game is great. I mean, the Reds, the Reds had the sleeveless ones and they were wearing them with like no undershirt and like that. Like honestly, shoot, man, I, I'm down for like sleeveless jerseys and they just come out and just like, just like you know, I mean, yeah. it's uh, the Rangers had the sleeveless. I like the Rangers sleeveless ones too. The, oh, the yeah, white yeah, with the they, red tee. I like those. Yeah, um, they look good. But but no more sleeveless. No one really wears sleeveless anymore. 
I just, no, you're right. I just, I just can't that. believe you don't like the orange ones. That's no. too bad. Now we decide to wear black like Vanderbilt. God, I mean, it's cool. <laughs> I, their black pinstripes are cool looking, but they also remind me of a slow pitch softball uniform. So. Oh gosh. And and if you play slow pitch softball, you know dang well what I'm talking about. Uh, because they look exactly, they look like a slow pitch softball team, but they have two pitchers that can throw like a hundred and are going to go like in the top five in the uh, MLB draft. So yes, yeah. But uh, any Good. other any other thoughts, Creighton? Um, still nothing really much for football. We lost the uh, spring games. Coming we lost up, the though. number two recruit. What, what was it? Number number two wide receiver. Yes, it's okay. In, in Texas, we- yeah, it's fine. We're okay. We're okay. It's we turned fine. the twenty-two class around. That was the main priority. He did. Not everybody. Not everybody's going to stay. You just have to have a good enough team and a good enough recruiting class. And we're at that point now, and that's fine. I mean, obviously, like I mean, anybody can opt out. You see, Quinn Ewers switches committing. I mean, switches his commit. So it happens all the time, especially in today's age. So I'm not surprised. It's too bad they don't want to be on the on the Sark train, but that's their loss. Oh. But I hope the kid does. You know, I hope. I hope. I don't ever want a kid to do bad. Wherever he decides to go, that's his choice. Uh, but we, we've got plenty, yeah. I mean, but the spring game's coming up. Spring game is coming up. I it should be a good see, one. Yes. And Sark needs to needs to make a statement in the spring game, honestly. Uh, he doesn't have to, but, man, it would, it would really help out a long way. I hope it's better than the 2019 one where it was cold and windy and, like, 40 degrees in the middle of, oh, uh, middle of April. Yeah. Uh, or was it March? No, it was after it was after Vegas. It was after Vegas. Yeah. Was after yeah, Vegas. It was. yeah. yeah so. so, I'm excited to see Hudson Card get some reps. Haven't really seen that'll him. That'll be good. Yeah. Haven't really seen him play a full kind of game yet. He's he's handed off obviously before, but to finally see him throw the ball like he's been talked about throwing in high school and how what he did at Lake Travis. I'm excited to see what he's able to do. Uh, by the way, the kid, the Klubnik kid or whatever from yeah. uh, from Westlake. Klubnik. Yeah. Committed to Clemson, I believe, Dude, he, right? He got offered for Clemson, and then like three days later, went to Cle- like committed to Clemson. Yeah, so, so. so never mind that Longhorn Nation. That <laughs> sucks. We were talking about that a long time ago. I guess he just doesn't want to come. Whatever, that's fine. It's cool. Whatever. Have, we have fun. The the winning tradition of the University of Texas will not be entrusted to the timid or weak. I guess the kid <laughs> sucks. Okay. So, yes. uh, any other thoughts, Creighton? I think yeah. I think it's still a good time to be a Longhorn fan. It is. Get ready for this. Will be the best run that this team uh, will probably ever has a chance of doing. Honestly, getting to the championship game would be the best we've ever done. Uh, we've been in the final four one time. This team's going to have a great opportunity to do that. We're in. We're in the best part of the bracket that we could be on. Be in. Honestly, they didn't pair us with Gonzaga. They didn't pair us with Baylor. Uh, we're 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 gold right now. So get ready. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, guard play. And Jericho Sims, Kai Jones, and Greg Brown are going to light up the court. It's going to be a great time. I expect one of those guys to be the star of the tournament if we get all the way. Set your brackets now, folks. Texas taking it all to the house. Shaka Smart doing what Charlie Strong couldn't do when they both come in at the same time, and that's win a championship. Let's do it. I'm excited. I am excited. One last thing uh, to Mac McClung. <laughs> uh, yes. How do you like, <laughs> How do you like get championships apples? at McDonald's, Mac? Yeah. Can't get championships at McDonald's. Oh, man. I'm so glad we beat Matt McClung. I hate that kid. I hate him. I never <laughs> even met him. I'm sure he's a nice kid. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Sorry about you, Matt. Thank God we beat Tech. Uh, we deserved it. So, 
That's uh, right. Other than that, folks, we'll bring you another great episode here soon. Until then, remember the eyes of Texas are upon you and hook them.